even yeah. my ex, he unfollowed me everywhere. And then that makes sense. I just found out he refollowed me everywhere. Oh. But I finally unfollowed him everywhere. Whoa. And I'll tell you why. And I actually Whoa. have Whoa. What he did weirds me out too much that I was like, I just need to unfollow him because I don't want to actually ever accidentally see it. What did he do? What did your ex do to you that was so weird where you needed to unfollow okay. him? R-O-T. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode. Episode 10 of the Rotten Podcast. How, I know, how are we feeling? I, I still feel like I'm dreaming that we have a podcast because I have been thinking about this for like three years now. If you guys don't know, Matt and I wanted to start this three years ago when we finally did it. And so every single time we sit down and actually are, you know, here talking about the podcast, it feels really surreal to me. Yeah, it's definitely become one of my favorite new things to focus on Mm -hmm. and do i love cutting the episodes into like little tiktoks and so if you guys haven't been following us on tiktok it's at rotten podcast yeah you've been crushing it we've had some good content go Go viral viral. yes yeah i think the tiktok family loves it when i'm kind of annoying because then those always go viral because they're like oh she's so annoying really but it's the engagement i mean going viral isn't always the goal but building awareness is something that definitely has value yes as far as understanding how content works Mm -hmm. in social media short form content is so valuable to understand the nuances no matter who you are what you're doing how old you are there is so much you can benefit and learn no matter what business you're in there is definitely a way to utilize it in some way shape or form that could have benefit to you yeah so tiktok's algorithm really pushes for content that gets engagement so that's likes favorites comments and so i've seen a lot of tiktokers nowadays will do something kind of wrong just so that people will engage and comment being like you're doing that wrong like that's not how you do it and then those videos go viral that isn't what i'm trying to do but i noticed that when i'm doing something a little off those are the ones that end up going viral for us yeah that's kind of yeah that's the weird part of how tiktok works it's There's something off about a piece of content, but that makes it engaging because people Mm want to watch it again or there's a mess up. It's so interesting how the different platforms content works so differently. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I don't know if you've seen that LinkedIn has been on the rise as far as like a very valuable social social media content platform that people are really utilizing to build their networks, to build their businesses. And it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. if your whole professional life is on LinkedIn and there's companies, there's businesses, then the content that you make 
that could be seen by a business or a company that you're interested in working for. Um, that's such a great way of getting exposure and building your personal brand up, which is so valuable. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, we would have workshops on LinkedIn. It's crazy to think that we both have jobs where like LinkedIn doesn't matter, but in the corporate world, yeah. in, in most worlds, LinkedIn really matters for people and the connections they make and updating their resumes. Like I looked at my LinkedIn profile actually maybe a few months ago and it's so bad. I haven't updated it since like 2014, 2016 maybe. I deleted my LinkedIn. Smart. Which I always think about because part of me wants mm -hmm. to be on LinkedIn because I've done such cool things that I could build like a pretty baller LinkedIn profile. Yeah. <laughs> Not to flex, but like with the social media content and a lot of my past work and, you know, campaigns that I've worked on mm -hmm. and the teams that I've ran and stuff like that. But part of me feels like a sellout if I make a. That's kind of a sellout. If yeah, you have a LinkedIn a sellout for me. What does LinkedIn have to do with selling out anything? All right, this is like what's in my head, and it's probably not. <laughs> okay, let's work through let's this really this quick. Out. So, yes. if I have a LinkedIn, it means that I'm trying to get recognition for my portfolio to be hired by a company. Mm -hmm. Is that safe to say? Pretty or is much. there other uses? I know that there's a lot of good discoverability and connections you could build on LinkedIn. But if I'm trying to pursue music. Well, I actually think you should have a LinkedIn and so should I. And even like the NFT stuff, when you said you're, you, you know, you're like a manager at Create Music Group. If it's not on your LinkedIn, it's not as believable. Right. But that's what I'm saying. It's I'm trying to burn all the ships. <laughs> Are you talking about it in your music career? Yeah. Should I try to go viral on LinkedIn? Do people go viral on LinkedIn? Yeah, you can post content on LinkedIn. I actually haven't experimented with it myself, so I'm not exactly sure. But Andrew's been talking to me about it in my ear for the past two to four weeks saying LinkedIn's a huge opportunity with content. I don't know what it actually looks like if you can post videos, but I know that you can post stuff and there is a feed. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's just essays. I think that you can actually post content, photos, videos. And I was listening to Gary Vee talk about how valuable that is because you can sort of tailor your content towards trying to reach yeah. different businesses or companies that are potentially hiring and how you build your personal brand could be so valuable on a platform like LinkedIn if you understand how to make content for different platforms. The only thing I don't like about LinkedIn is the fact that you can't stalk anyone without them knowing you stalk them. Yeah, they need to get rid of that. They really need to get rid of that because I can't imagine it being a popular social media company if People can stalk you and you know who's stalking you. So then you don't actually want to stalk them. And that's prevented me from like looking into people. Even yeah. my ex, my ex doesn't update his social media in any way, but I know he updates his LinkedIn, but I haven't actually looked him up in LinkedIn because I know he's going <clears> to <throat> see that I looked him up. <laughs> and there's like this source of, there's like this sense of pride where I'm like, I don't want to look you up. You are the most prideful person <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't think he'll think twice about it. I, I get it though. With an I ex, saw, it's like yeah. you don't want them to know you're kind of checking in yeah. on them, which is normal. I think that everyone does that kind of stuff. They're curious. Have you checked up on your ex recently? Well, she has me blocked on everything, including Venmo. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first one I got blocked on was Venmo. How funny is that? Now I know. Now I know. Actually, Venmo gives you so much information on what someone is up to. Because I, I would actually see it after we broke up. I would see like, oh, she's going to Here. like sushi or this, that yeah. with other friends. And I'm, oh, she's paying someone for rent. Okay, she must be living with these people. It yeah. was my only real way <laughs> of knowing maybe what was going mm -hmm. on with her. 
And yeah, she blocked me on that eventually. So no yeah. ties. But I mean, my whole family, like my mom and dad follow, you know, their Facebook friends and stuff like yeah. that. So they'll give me like high Updates. level overviews. I mean, she got married on the same weekend we got engaged, yeah. which is pretty wild. So, and I wish her nothing but the best. You know, when you're with someone for, you five know, five years or was four, it four? It was four. Four years? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird thing in general to think that you could be so close to someone for a four-year period and then never talk to them again yeah that's why i don't understand people who like absolutely hate their exes i'm Mm -hmm. like well you fell in love with them at one point and unless they did something really shitty to you like why do you just start hating like how do you just start hating someone you know like you have i think it's an interesting conversation yeah you have so many experiences with them you probably experience a lot of first times with them like you experience so many amazing positive things with this person how can you start hating them and hate is Mm -hmm. such a strong strong emotion that it's like wow you're putting a lot of energy into like hating someone when like did they actually do anything that bad to you well if you think about it hate and love feel so close because you need to love someone in order to really hate them mm-hmm. you know you need to care enough about them to to <laughs> to hate them or else you would that. or else there would be no reason yeah. to even have an opinion about someone hating if, someone takes a lot of energy though so but like, i don't think it's safe to say that if you're blocking your ex then you hate them. No, 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 you know? no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm talking about it with my friends when they talk oh, about their yeah. exes. A lot of my friends literally hate their exes. And it's like, it's a lot of work to hate someone. And yeah. two, like at one point you really, truly cared and loved them. But they could disappoint you. Like I can disappoint you, right? But does that mean you can start hating me just because I didn't meet your expectations for something? Well, it depends what they did. Yeah. You know, because if we're in a relationship and we're engaged... The stakes are so much higher, obviously, when you're in a committed relationship with someone. So their actions will affect you so much more. So if they do something, it's so hard not to take that so personal Mm -hmm. because it's almost that they owe it to you to show you a level of respect, care. I mean, yes, yes. But if I disrespect you, does that mean you get to hate me? I get if I cheat on you, if I talk shit about your family those are maybe more reasonable reasons to start hating someone but purely we didn't work out i think you're kind of a loser and then hating you afterwards like well that's different yeah i don't get that yeah i i just don't get that as well Mm -hmm. and for me i feel like whenever i've broken up with anyone in my past i've always had this level of respect where i don't really talk shit about them in like such a way where it's like really negative like i'll like yeah i'll be honest with what they did but i won't like talk shit about my exes unless they like cheated on me and that's the only time yeah that's (laughs) definitely grounds for hating someone i think that's safe to say exactly that deserves a venmo block (laughs) if you cheat on me you're getting blocked on venmo yeah facts Um, but i think also when my ex and i broke up i remember for her to cut ties with me it was really important for her to cut ties with me in order to sort of get over the relationship and that. rebuild things for herself. Whereas for me, I'm trying to understand the difference of why the, I didn't need to do that. You're you know? probably one of the instigator of the breakup. You probably felt more confident in yourself outside of the breakup. Um, and you were secure enough in yourself. I feel like it really goes down to like confidence and like who mm-hmm. was the breakup versus the break e mm-hmm. and how you feel like going into your single life because my ex yeah. also i don't think he blocked me on anything except venmo but he unfollowed me everywhere and then that makes sense i just found out he refollowed me everywhere oh but i finally unfollowed him everywhere whoa 
And I'll tell you why. And I actually Whoa. have Whoa. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I So he started posting a lot on his stories, and it kept showing up. And I was like, I could mute him so I don't see him pop up on my stories, because... I am very curious, but I don't care enough to actually like see what he's doing. Well, we all know that if you do want to see, which I'm sure you've looked, you probably used a different account. And I just actually go to have it. it. No, no, I didn't see. You know what? Instead, Mia actually told me what he did. And so then what he did weirds me out too much that I was like, I just need to unfollow him because I don't want to actually ever accidentally see it. What did he do? What did your ex do to you that was so weird where you needed to unfollow okay, him this is something if you guys have watched lauren and jeremy's podcast they've talked about this a lot i am their friend that gets weirded out if my significant other or ex has ever dated another asian girl and oh yeah you're really asian. weird about this i'm really weird about this i think it really stems from the fact that you know in movie culture asians are represented as being very submissive or very sexually promiscuous Right. And so there is like this, there is an Asian fetish. Asian fetish exists. That's why on Pornhub.com, I believe Jeremy told us this, the number one uh, most searched term on Pornhub is hentai and Japanese girl. That yeah. freaks me out. Yeah, it was either the, that category or that yes. search word. Yeah. That I understand the hypersensitivity around it. Yeah. But I think that you, it makes sense to me. Like I get that, but also I think... That it's not safe to say. I don't think it's fair to necessarily put everyone in that box mm -hmm. just because maybe they date another Asian person after they've dated someone. Because, I mean, in general, I think it's okay to have a certain type of person that you like aesthetically, visually, but also maybe from even a cultural standpoint. Not that I have, a, you know, I'm only looking at yes. Asian women, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having a type. I think, see, and I get that sentiment. I just, I personally think it's really weird. I personally have never had a type. My ex before you was Hispanic. My ex before that was Asian. My ex before that was half white, half Hispanic. Before that. So there's a Hispanic trend Filipino. here. Filipino. Before that, I don't fucking know. Yeah, you got um, a lot of exes. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep going to every category no, here. We're talking about uh we're talking about like literally like high school boyfriends yeah. at this point yeah. that don't really count that much but the reason why i got so weirded out by his story was that he had tagged an asian girl clearly his girlfriend mm -hmm. and the thing with my ex is that it wasn't once or twice this is actually the fourth asian girl he's okay on. maybe maybe and there's yeah. this is that was the last draw it really freaks me out and i just didn't want to see that i don't want to remember him in that way of like having this and i don't know if he does or not but like clearly his last four girls he's either dated or has been with have been asian and freaks me out i don't mm -hmm. want to think that i'm another statistic in his little like i want to date a, a small little petite asian girl I, it just freaks me out it freaks mm -hmm. me out so i decided to just unfollow him like that's we've fair been i guess the only thing my thought mm -hmm. is is you do leave out the other side that isn't so 
intentional around this submissive sexual fantasy that I think you brew up a little bit about people that maybe gravitate towards Asian women. I don't necessarily think it's always this submissive, you know, type of fetish thing. Well, I think movie culture nowadays have really allowed Asian culture to flourish with everything everywhere all at once. Um, Bling Empire on Netflix, also Crazy Rich Asians, the book and the movie. They've shown that Asians can be more than just smart people who are submissive Mm -hmm. and are sexually promiscuous, at least for I never even thought that, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, no. No, I see that and I get that for sure, but that was never my thought. I guess growing up, there was an Asian community in my suburb. And if I'm remembering my thoughts about how I would perceive someone Asian, Asian, Mm -hmm. honestly, they were always super positive. I always thought they were maybe a quieter, more inclusive group, Mm -hmm. but seemed to be very organized, very smart, and very high-achieving Those were always the things that I saw on the outside. Obviously, I'm generalizing and stereotyping. Yeah. But we all build our own perspectives about different heritages and cultures. And I think that that's completely normal. That's how human beings are. Right? Yeah, but that's why I don't want to date someone who sticks himself inside of a box and is like, well, my type is just an Asian woman. And without even him maybe being super aware of it, he probably has these ideas of what an Asian female should act or look like or feel like. But or what like, if... It he, just freaks wh- me I out. I know, I get that. And I guess my question is, what if he knows that an Asian woman suits him for his lifestyle as far Ew, as... see, that freaks me out. <laughs> you were... See, exactly, that freaks me out. I'm trying to... Out. Yeah, I, I guess there's no real way to navigate the conversation because it is such a touchy feely thing. But I guess where I was going with it is if you really break down different cultures, for example, Asian people, they have immigrated to this country from Asia where the culture is completely different in each culture's differences makes them a different type of person. They have Mm -hmm. different culture. They have different personalities that usually are, Maybe similar. I'm not saying that all Asian people are the same. All Hispanic women are the same. But I would say there's a strong influence that their culture molds who they are and how they yeah. are. And some people are attracted towards different type of personalities or energies. And so that's what I'm saying is, you know. Yeah, but if you're dating four girls in a row or six girls in a row or how many girls in a row. Yeah, maybe you need to at least go try another. You need to try something else. And, also, and what if what if he tries another and then he comes back? It, that still, would be worse. Would that, that be worse? Me out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and I think I think the reason why I have such a strong hate for uh, Asian fetishes fetishes is because I, as an Asian woman, I feel like I don't represent the uh, TV persona of Asian females that they used to oh, have hell in the no past. You don't. I'm very sassy, very upfront, very headstrong, not submissive at all. I have my own thoughts and opinions. Yes, I'm smart. But of course, smart-wise. you have your own thoughts and opinions. 
Yes, but <laughs> I feel like there is this idea of like, because I think this all stems from when there was war, a lot of war happening mm -hmm. in East Asia with Japanese war, um, the Vietnam War, the Korean War. A lot of white males from the U.S. would go over there to fight and then they would bring home a male, or, like not a male yeah. or a bride. They would come back and bring home a bride from these Asian countries. Yeah, and those sense. those females were very submissive because they're coming to a new country. They mm -hmm. don't have friends. They don't have that connection with anyone else so they probably were very submissive and that's kind of why it felt like mm -hmm. a lot of female asians were submissive i just don't like the persona or the stereotype that asian females have so when i see a male dating only males it freaks me out it's okay you said a male dating only males oh, sorry, a that male. should not freak you out <laughs> no that does not freak <laughs> me out uh, a male dating only asian females freaks me out i'm not saying this for everyone if you're asian an asian male dating an Asian female, I don't think anything of it. It's it's when other ethnicities are dating just Asian females. Yeah. No, I get that. You know, I didn't grow, I'm not Asian, you know, so. It's hard to relate to how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're, of course, entitled. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is in there, maybe be open as well to sometime down the road, expanding your thoughts on maybe not even putting a label or a judgment on it because that isn't even something I guess I would notice. Maybe that's na naive of me because I'm white, yeah. right? Like I wouldn't think, oh, this person only dates this type of ethnicity. But mm -hmm. when you are that ethnicity, you're yeah. more sensitive and aware of it. Yeah. And it makes sense. I will say that I'm not the only person who thinks this way. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Because I've talked to your brother's girlfriend. So Matt's little brother, Andrew, is also dating an Asian girl. Um, yeah. They started dating exactly a year ago. And we've actually became really pretty good friends. Yeah, and Kaylee is the best. Kaylee is amazing. I fucking love her. And I invited her to a Revolve event. And while we're, that was the first time we ever hung out, just the two of us without any of the boys involved. And she was like, I never told you this, but I was really weirded out when I found out that Andrew's older brother, Matt, is dating another Asian girl because she's Asian as well. And I was like, trust me when I tell you, when I found out that Andrew was dating an Asian girl, it freaked me out because what are the and trust me, when I tell you that Andrew told me he was dating an Asian girl, I was a little freaked out. Were you really? Not freaked <laughs> out, but I'm like, really, there has to be some influence, at least subconscious and maybe not. I like to think that he just saw that you were dating someone and you were in a healthy relationship that he was like, okay, like how do I emulate this without like really mm -hmm. thinking about it? Yeah. You're the first Asian girl that I've dated. What about stuck your dick inside? Yes. Really? First. And you would be my last probably. Sure? I'd move on to. Are you yeah. sure? Would you be weirded out if before you I'd only dated other white men? I Which would not would be, be weirded out. I would have a different thought about it. It wouldn't weird me out. What would, I would just your be, different thought be? My thought would be, she has a type. It's white dudes. That's it. That would be my thought. That's as far as it would go. I wouldn't look into the reason, intention. We all are specific. You know, we're specific people, creatures, humans. And I think that a lot of people have types. And it freaks me out. Yeah. I will still stand by that. Yeah. I just, I personally just have never had a type. I feel like everyone I've ever dated looks so different from one another, acts so different from one another. I'm just trying to figure out what's right for me. And I guess it's you. You guess. I guess. Yeah. Mm. I guess you're, you're right for me. I guess you're it. <laughs> Sounds so convincing. I mean. 
You could have said, I went through all these different guys and you're the one. Instead, you said, I guess it's you. I went through all these different guys and you're the one. Oh, now you're bullshitting me. No. I would never bullshit you. Um, I would never bullshit you. Well, anyways, switching topics. (laughs) There's been a lot of interesting... I'm not sure if you saw that Microsoft is potentially investing $10 billion into open AI, Jeez. which would value them at $29 billion. I mean, I actually just downloaded chat GPT, which is o- GPT. <laughs> I just, I just downloaded chat GPT. I think I just say it so fast. It sounds like GBT. It's G- GPT. I just downloaded it four days ago. It's $7 a week to download. You have to pay for it? Yeah, you have to pay for it. I just made an account earlier and I don't have to pay <gasps> anything. Am I downloading? No, I down, did I download the wrong thing? I'm paying for it. What the hell? Wait, what did you download? I just did this on my desktop. Are you sure it's chat GPT? And why is it chat GPT 3.ai? Maybe I downloaded the wrong shit. All right, let me. Maybe you got scammed. I got scammed. Damn. What's the app you downloaded? I just made an account online. And it's free to use? For now, at least. All right, perfect. Oh, yeah, you used the wrong thing. You used chat GPT that has three stars and 44 reviews. Is it this one that looks like a little flower? Yeah. Green flower? That top one. No, that's not the one I have. There's a multiple. Yeah, there's so many. I That's why I had such a hard time finding it. And so then I settled on this one because it had really good reviews. Can you tell me what is the website so then everyone can use the free website instead of paying for it stupidly like I did? Yeah, so if you go to chat.openai.com, it'll let you make an account, log in, sign up, and you could start using it. Oh, that's amazing. That's- yeah, and it's it's really fascinating because it isn't often that a technological advancement like this comes into society. Mm-hmm. And this is something new that can revolutionize and change so many things. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying the same thing about blockchain technology and NFTs, mm-hmm. and this fits within that realm as far as this could change so many things for education for a number of different industries. Yeah, it's crazy that students can start using this and really start cheating on their exams. Like that to me is the craziest part is there is going to be this huge new way of learning now because all these students have this advantage of like using the software to mm-hmm. generate essays for them. And I will say I did use it. It feels very there's no like no personality behind it. Like I try to do different prompts and stories to see like yes. if I could get some personality from this this software. There is not much to it. So Andrew actually used it to make a piece of content for the Runaways Twitter for a poem. And it's a actually poem? a really good poem. No way. Yeah, I'm going to read it to you. We didn't tell anyone we used chat GPT, but he used it. And I was going to actually go through and edit it, but I didn't have time and make some adjustments to it, which I think is the best way. And I'll get into that in a second as far as how to utilize it. Our community comes first. We prioritize your needs. We work to make a difference and plant the seeds. We listen and we act to make our community thrive. This is why we released the hideout huddle to keep our bond alive. (laughs) We share our resources and lend a helping hand. We stand united in this diverse land. Our community is strong. In full of heart, we are proud to serve and do our part. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. It is very generic, though, but it's cute. Yeah. 
I think that the nuances of chat GPT is you have to get good at figuring out how to utilize it and what to ask it. Mm -hmm. So changing the way that you're, you know, prompting it. But I'm going to start using it a ton because it can save you so much time as far as even when I'm doing creative writing and working on songs. Mm -hmm. There's so many different ways you can utilize it. And I think the best way that you can utilize it is for giving you a good jump start or giving you a base to work with. Mm-hmm. And then you go through and you edit it and you tweak. And so I don't think that it's going to solve every issue, but I think that there are a lot of interesting ways you can utilize it. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, it is such a cool, cool thing and such a great technology for a lot of people. And I keep thinking about it for people who you know, English is not their first language and they're trying to translate or they're trying to like figure out contracts or landlords or whatever they need to do because there is such a curve to being an immigrant in the U.S. And I can just see my parents using this if they really learned how to use it. It's, yeah, I don't think it's that hard to use. You know, Mm -hmm. you just... You literally just ask it questions. You ask it questions and you kind of have a conversation. It's like there's a, it's a kind of a text back and forth. You just have a empty text box and you say what are five reasons that the price of eggs have gone up (laughs) since 2022 yeah which it has and we'll talk about that in a second going back to the microsoft 10 billion 10 billion dollars is a lot of money Mm -hmm. and i think everyone should stop and pay attention if a company like microsoft is even considering investing 10 billion dollars then do not sleep on this technology it is start utilizing it get comfortable at least try or at least read about it so you know what's going on and you're not behind in this wave in this new trend that people are going to be utilizing and we are such a competitive society that if you can get an edge on someone by utilizing such brilliant technology you should tap into it and see how you can utilize it to maximize everything that you're doing What's the craziest part? And I now see why Microsoft bought it. It's because well, they haven't bought it yet. Oh, um, they're just investing money into it. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, the investment hasn't officially happened, but they're considering. All right. Well, I can see why Microsoft wants to invest in it because Microsoft, if you've ever used their suite, it comes with Word, Excel, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. I'm actually more shocked that Google isn't the one putting money into it because mm-hmm. I think open AI is really going to compete with Google. Well, that's what I was reading in the article is some of the reasons that Microsoft is Wants interested it. is because not only do they not want to be behind in the web three world of technology that has been emerging over the past five to 10 years, AR, VR, AI, <laughs> are those, those are all legit, right? Yeah. AI, NFT. VR. <laughs> no, that, those are all. Yeah. Yeah. This would really kind of establish them and give them a good leg up in that sort of technology race, right? All these big companies yeah. are fighting in a different way for consumer attention to lead innovation, to be the leaders of the industry. Yeah. And when I was, that was one of the main reasons as well as chat GBT is going to take a lot from Google search engine. Which is why I'm really shocked that right. Google which, didn't do the smarter move, which was trying to get into open AI sooner than Microsoft. And there is still a chance that Google will because Microsoft still has yet to actually invest into open AI. But I think it would be, 
even smarter for Google to do it because I see this being a way as to compete with Google because when I was using it on my phone, I was like, oh, I actually don't need to search anything now because yeah. I have this open AI software that can really do all the research for me. I couldn't agree more. And looking into this article written by CNBC in December, Morgan Stanley published a report examining whether ChatGBT is a threat to Google. Oh, well, I was just coming up with these ideas on the on the top of my brain. I, well, you are spot on because, <laughs> you know, what this article is also talking about is a bet on ChatGBT could help Microsoft boost its efforts in web search, a market dominated by Google. The wow. company's Bing browser has only a small share of the global search engine market. However, <laughs> it is hoped the deal could help them firm chip away at Google's dominance by offering more advanced search capabilities. It makes a lot of sense. Google, yeah. if you want to hire me as your business consultant, please. I would have told you months ago. Yeah. And, it, and what's <laughs> interesting about it, too, is it seems to be somewhat controversial and maybe even an ethical. Maybe there's ethics involved mm -hmm, in it. Maybe yeah. not ethics, but it is definitely a controversial conversation because I read that New York City has banned chat GPT for students and for teachers to use. I get students. I don't understand why teachers aren't allowed to use it. Is it to start the curriculum? Like why, I don't, yeah, I don't why are know. they preventing teachers from using it? Also, how do you enforce those rules? As a student, am I not allowed to use it for any aspect of my education life or personal as well? Like what is this ban exactly for? Also, why would you prevent students from learning a new software that could help them in the long run? Imagine when Excel came out, people were like, we're banning accountants from using Excel. <laughs> like students are going to be the ones that benefit from And I'm sure that the there most. was, I'm sure that yeah. there was a ban on Excel. I'm sure certain companies or organizations or something like that. Look down on Yeah, look down upon it. it. But again, it turned into a resourceful tool for them to use Wow. In their ability so interesting. to be an accountant, not replacing them, but actually adding a valuable tool for them. Well, that's why it's so fucking outrageous that New York City is banning chat GBT for people who would benefit it from the most, which is students. They can cheat the most from it, but they can also benefit from it the most because open AI can help them do the research, <laughs> which is pretty much cheating. But they would learn the most i feel like chat gbt could also be utilized to explain like hey what's a fun song i can use to memorize every single human bone in the body right like that's some really fun use cases you can use chat gbt for which students would need but if you're banning it for students yeah why i think the reason is is because we both know that the education curriculum is so far yeah. behind so archaic mm -hmm. which we've talked about before yeah that when these new technology advancements come they can't even keep up now to the point that we are moving so fast that our education system is so threatened by new technology that instead of finding creative stimulating ways to utilize this technology which would further human beings mm -hmm. they are getting scared and they're banning it and, you know, I think these are just some of the first, anytime something new comes out, you know, we've seen the same thing with NFTs and blockchain, you know, and we've talked about it before when the street lamp was invented, people were scared that, you know, they're lighting up streets at night when they shouldn't be, and it was going to expose things. And every time something advances 
human beings, there will always be a backlash and a fear at first until it gets adopted. So I don't think this is going to remain intact, but even in the short term, I guess based on the curriculum, they can't really do anything about this. If this would give students such an easy way to cheat based on the curriculum, unless they change the curriculum, it's probably not a, I'm not saying it's a good thing they ban it, but I'm saying based on the curriculum, I mean, it makes sense, but I can read you what the reasons are. So it is in New York, the public schools due to concerns about negative impacts on student learning and concerns regarding the safety and accuracy of content Access to chat GPT is strict restricted on New York City public schools networks and devices. While the tool may be able to provide quick and easy answers to questions, it does not build critical thinking and problem solving skills, which are essential for academic and lifelong success. Mm-hmm. I agree. The number one thing that needs to be taught in schools with open AI becoming bigger is critical thinking skills. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are lacking nowadays. Yeah. Interesting. I'm excited to see what happens in a few years, right? I, th- I think it's going to be similar to how NFTs and cryptocurrency is evolving. In a few years from now, we're going to see how people are actually genuinely using open AI and what they're going to be doing with all this new information they have their hands on. Clearly, people are very fascinated by AI. I mean, even when those face filters, when you can have it generate images, I mean, on chat GBT, yeah, you can have it generate images for you as well, not just text. I'm so here for it. I am going to try to learn as much about it as possible and utilize it. How would you Um, feel, though, being an artist, finding out like the number that all the top? No, no, no. Let's hear this out. Sorry. As an artist, how would you feel if you learned that all top 10 Billboard music songs were all songs written by OpenAI? Would that freak you out a little bit being like, oh shit, like. So I think we are probably heading in that direction. It does not freak me out at all. What would freak me out would be if the records we were listening to were completely generated by AI software, meaning there was no human being recording it wasn't for example drake's voice or taylor Mm -hmm. swift or whoever it was a computer i think people are threatened by creativity when really creativity is really just committing to an idea Mm. right because there's a million ideas in the universe if i'm sitting down to write a song it's my creativity to decide to use those words and stick to that so even if i use chat gbt to say Write me a chorus, da, da, da. I'm still going to have to sift through it and make a good decision and do it in the right way where it's still going to be an artistic and creative approach. It's like producing music. You're just taking sounds that already exist, but you're you're putting the right sounds together in the right way. That's what producing is. You know, that's that's what the evolution of music has become. Before you had to record every single instrument on the spot until beat machines and sample machines came out. Now you're taking other people's sounds. People probably were so threatened by that and it took so long for society to accept sample culture and music in general, but that's, that's kind of the same thing. You have to use the, you you still have to use critical thinking and creativity to finalize a decision. Yeah, I agree. I'm not even scared of it, but it would be, I would find it very, very weird if, you know, all top 10 songs played of the month were all open AI yeah. It would feel really, really odd knowing that open AI understands what humans want to listen to to the point where they can 
create music that we listen to. Well, that stuff kind of already exists. I mean, that's what an algorithm is. It's able to figure out what people figure out what your watch. interests are. And that's why TikTok has gained so much virality for people's ability to discover things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So it's just true. another form of it. But again, back to the conversation, it would be weird if they weren't tweaking anything and they literally took these things that were generated straight up and there was no editing done. And again, if it wasn't even a human being singing it, that would freak me out. I think we'll get to a place where that happens because as of now on TikTok, you can use voice filters and all you have to do is type a text and a a voice comes out that properly enunciates everything. They might mess up here and there, but that's an easy fix for open AI. Yeah, no. And even I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard, you know, they have AI where you can use people's voices like Juice World to sing a song in its not I bad. did not know that, but it's that's really, crazy. Yeah. I mean, think about deep fakes. Yeah. That to me is pretty terrifying that technology is getting so good at filter and face recognition where you could be looking at somebody on a video and not even know, you know, they could put someone else's face on there. That, that to me freaks Gambino me out. You know who did that? He made that music video where he had a lot of deep fakes. No, that was Kendrick Lamar. Oh, that's right. Kendrick Lamar, one of the videos he put out in 2022, his first video back, I think it was the heart part five. He used, utilized deep fake technology. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's pretty much the ability to use someone else's face and almost use it as a face filter. Mm -hmm. And it's very realistic. Yeah, it's crazy. So and wild. it's scary. It's scary, it scary. too. Because you could be doing some really not proper things while having a deep fake filter on and people would believe it because it looks really authentic. There mm-hmm. are times where you're like, it looks a little bit off. Yeah. But it can look very realistic in certain settings. Well, it's just goes to show that another five years of developing that technology, it will be indistinguishable and not recognizable that that is using a, deep, a face, fake. deep fake technology. I wonder if 10 years from now, if someone was to commit a crime and caught on camera, they're like, no, it's a deep fake. That's not me. That's right? so funny. So we'll see. We'll have to see. But it's been a time in our life where a lot of things are changing and happening. And it's exciting because I feel like for a moment there, it felt <clears> like nothing. What more can we look forward to in life? Like what more, what new things are happening with technology? It felt like technology kind of hit. It stalled. It felt like a few years ago. I'm still waiting for cars that fly. That's really what I'm waiting for. The Jetsons really made us believe cars could fly one day. Is it an overrated? What's overrated? Would it be overrated to have flying cars? No, I think it'd be so cool. And if it ran on electricity instead of gas, even better. I mean, Tesla's. Tesla could get there. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Still pretty blown away because we've been riding around in Tammy, your sister's Tesla, Tesla. and it was actually my first time driving it, and it's so fascinating how fast it is and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You didn't even let it rip either. You were just like cruising. I gave it a punch, but I, you know. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I drove Jeremy's. That's the one you that really was, went. I, I cannot believe that that is possible. <laughs> So which car is that that he has? Jeremy has um, the Model S and then Tammy has the Model Y, which is the SUV version. So the Model S for anyone who's out there 
if you've ever been in one, you know, and if you haven't, it is the most wild experience. It felt like a roller coaster. He's like, are you ready? And he punched (laughs) it and you, you're almost, it's almost like a cartoon when your mouth is opening (laughs) and then there's air, you know, wobbling and (laughs) do that again. I could not believe when I drove it, it was scary how fast it was. You immediately just jolt. And the fact that it's electric, wild. I remember being in the car with Lauren when we were driving down from Big Bear to LA. And she looked at Remy and and goes, do you want to feel something crazy? And we, we go, what? And she just floors the shit out of it. Does she have the S? I don't know which one she has. She has I don't a think she has the S. I, she might have the X. I don't think she has mm, the three. Gotcha. Um, or the Y. I don't know which one she has, but she floored it. And I just remember feeling like my stomach just dropping. It's too fast. It feels like you're on a rocket ship. Yeah. But it's fun. It's so fun. It's so wild. I want to see another company come out compete and uh, compete with them. Well, I know the Porsche, they have their Taycans. Yeah. And I would prefer a Taycan just because, you know, the build of a Porsche is so much nicer than a Tesla. It's beautiful. Yes. The inside of a Tesla is nice, but you can feel like mm, this is like, it's, it's not really cool. Leather. It's futuristic. Yeah. It does feel a little cheap ch- cookie cutter. I wouldn't say. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe the a little too, too white. Yeah. It's too, it's blinding and I get it. It's a cool appeal, but I think that, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like comfortable. It, it doesn't feels, feel homey. Uh, what's that word? Sterile. It feels yes. very sterile yes. instead of a Tesla. Beautiful. It feels sterile. as if you were in a movie watching the future. And this <laughs> yes. is what the cars looked like. And you're like, wow, so futuristic. Yes. No personality. Yes. Um, But sexy. Cool, sexy, but lacking personality. I actually for only sure. think the S is the prettiest. Is the a pretty yeah. car. The other one. That's ones, beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't believe. I'm like, that's a Tesla? That looks so sexy. <laughs> that's Wild. what um, Elon was going for. The S3XY sexy. <laughs> Wait, is that really what he did? Yeah. On purpose. Model S, Model 3, Model X, Model Y. What does that spell? He's so funny. That guy. I think he'll have to actually come out with an E model. for Sexy. <laughs> sexy. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, other funny rant. Not funny. Other news. Um, we should talk about Logan Paul really fast. Still? Well, actually, a lot of people asked us to talk about it because he finally made his response. And okay. our response to his response is that he deleted his response to the response to CoffeeZilla. But yeah. he's just, he's having a lot of bad luck right now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to add to it anymore. I value him as a creator because I spend a lot of time watching his podcast. But So you have a lot of respect for him after he came out with that shitty reason of an excuse as to why he didn't scam crypto zoo i think that yes i've built up a lot of respect for him and i don't think one video or one mishandling of a situation is going to make me lose respect well luckily he especially for it. something like this yeah and i think he's he's making it right he realized he did the wrong but thing would he have made it right if it wasn't for coffeezilla's response i don't know it's don't hard to play that have. game But I just know for me, as a person, I can tell that he's probably trying to do the right thing and he seems like a genuine person. He seems like it affected him a lot and he probably didn't handle it the best way. I don't think he handled it well. You know, he didn't take accountability. I think that's always a bad sign. Yeah, but but I don't think us discussing him takes away from your level of respect. No, no, no. I know. I was kind of kidding. Like, I feel like we have talked a lot about him, but. 
we also talked about chat, chat GBT and you wanted to talk about chat GBT more. Also, it's really hard saying chat GBT. With GBT. That's what I said. You said chi. You said chi p t. It's really hard to say. GP GP is hard to. GPT is really GPT. 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 It sounds like GPT. Yeah. Either way, I think Logan's response to Coffeezilla was just done in such haste, and it sounds like it's you know the thing is the craziest thing is I do like Logan as a creator. I have a lot of respect for him and his hard work ethic, but. I think it was crazy how smug he came across in that video when he could have said all those things in a very calm manner and not said, well, now I'm going to sue you, dude, when mm -hmm. he didn't even have the facts right, which is CoffeeZilla lives in Texas, and in Texas, there is a one-party consent law, which means only one party needs to consent to being recorded. So... CoffeeZilla contention because he's the one that recorded it and so it wasn't even illegal so it's just like these little things he said that was like okay you hiring criminals how does that take you away from the fact that you still did not deliver on the promises you had given to yeah. people it felt like his statement was done very quickly and I know a lot of people believe in him and are still all gung-ho for him but I'm still waiting for a proper response because he deleted it and so now he has mm -hmm. to come out with something yeah, that really is. No, apologetic. I agree with that. I do agree. And I think you could tell that he took it very, very personal. Yeah, it was his response was incredibly emotionally reactive. And I can tell the one thing from his response that really ticked him off was he was upset that CoffeeZilla said that Logan Paul was scamming which i don't think he was trying to scam i just think he did a shitty thing and he didn't handle it right yeah because one isn't like one was the intention yeah not that's the, what i think yeah, he was so effect. pissed off about he's like that's where you that's what he even said he's like that's where you fucked up was calling me you know a, like that i'm scamming. scamming and i think that you know anytime someone feels so defensive there is no healthy response or even the ability to listen yeah you know and i don't think he was able to actually listen to what people were saying because he felt so defensive because he was being accused of something he genuinely didn't do which he wasn't trying to scam people it was a shitty situation he got scammed and that's what happened i'm glad it seems like that he is being surrounded by people that aren't yes men i feel like when he first started out in his career and was becoming really popular a lot of people surrounding him were just like yeah like whatever you do there's no wrong but i feel like with him deleting this response goes to show that there are people around him that yeah. are better for him. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a he's a walking businessman. His personal brand is worth so much money that at a certain point, if it has such a negative response, aside from him not having good people around, it's just hurting his business. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you. He does have good people around from what it seems on the outside from the podcast. George you know, George like and Mike, they definitely hold him down without a doubt. Mike kind of agrees with him a lot but i feel like george is the one that really really has him questioning his opinions and kind of fighting him on like his yeah thoughts. but the thing is and they were just talking about this on their last podcast really? yeah because who did they just have on andrew santino who's a comedian he was on dave the show he's mm -hmm. the little dickie's manager on dave he just released a oh, netflix no special he's so fucking funny <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Santino. He's also from Chicago. But anyways, they're on the episode. They're having this conversation about how he has people around him that tell him when he fucks up. And he was saying, yeah, Mike. Yeah, obviously, George. Mm -hmm. But the, what the difference was, which was interesting, was 
I think he listens to Mike more because Mike's approach is like, dude, fuck, you got to stop this shit. Like, what's wrong with you? Whereas George's approach is more, a little more loving. And Logan was even saying like, I do listen, but I don't respond as much. Like I respond when someone just like comes at me like head to head and is like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Um, there are people that are like that. And then there are people the opposite way that yeah. just can't respond to someone being that harsh to them. Yeah. I think I'd cry. <laughs> yeah. I need it. I need it nice. I think soft. I handle. I like when people are harsher to me. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Not you, because <laughs> that's that's different. So you like everyone else being harsh around you except me? I think it depends what it is. I would rather have someone deliver me feedback very directly rather than tiptoe around it and not fully address what they want to say. Yeah, and I'm learning how to do that with people. Like for me, because I enjoy getting feedback in a softer way, mm-hmm. I also give feedback or at least I go go a roundabout way without being super direct about exactly what I need or want from someone. And I'm starting to like figure out that that's not healthy through our- um, NFT our, project? Well, yes, through our NFT project, but also through our couples counseling that we've yeah. been doing. Because we've been doing, so Matt and I, if you guys don't know and are aware, we've talked about this in episode one, we both go through couples counseling because we are really- Counseling is a weird word. It's therapy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We go through couples therapy. Counseling makes it seem, I don't know, there's something funny about like- I didn't even think of it. I thought they were so No, I know. I'm just messing around, but- Um, Yeah. So Matt and I go through couples therapy and she has been really teaching us how to be- you know, radically acceptable or radically accept our flaws for one another. But we've also been doing one-on-one sessions and she's been trying to teach me how to be more direct with the things that I need because I realize (laughs) I'm not very direct. No, you're not. You hold on to things and then you let them out when it's past the point. And I'm like, and again, back to the way that people receive and also give feedback I learned, of course, like working on the NFT project and working with you and Andrew that I love when someone gives very harsh feedback and I also give very harsh feedback. If we're working on an idea, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And I'll, you I'll realize that that's that. not how Andrew and I respond to your feedback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew I and I was like, what the hell? He's like not it, being it, very nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think it's taken so personal, but it's it to me, it's never a personal thing. I would rather someone shut down my idea with the strong reason why they think that it's not a good idea. And I'm like, I love that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone's like, that's a bad idea. Let's say I wanted to put a star on the corner of my shirt. And that was my idea for the merch. Someone goes, I hate that idea. It's so simple and basic because if we're a streetwear brand, we need to really flex that. Da, da, da. I'm like, you just gave a great point. I mean, I think we were just talking about how Logan Paul has people surrounding him. It seems like, it seems like we don't really know that are going to tell him, yo, you really fucked up and you just need people like that in your life. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Even if you cry, because I sometimes cry when people are like giving me criticism just because I need it nice and soft and you need to ease me into it. Butter me up. Yeah, I'm still tiptoeing and navigating on how to give you feedback even when it's delivered on a soft pillow. I think you need to work on it harder then. <laughs> oh man. It's either I need to work on it or you need to work on hearing it. No. <laughs> no. Prideful. Hilarious. Anyways, randomly. What's up? Have you seen all this stuff going on with eggs? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about eggs now? 
Well, I just think it's so funny because it's not funny at all, but the price of eggs have gone up dramatically in the mm-hmm. past year. There's an egg shortage and especially affecting California more than most places. And it's so funny to see the memes and stuff about it online, which is how it really sparked my attention. And I see a lot of people talking about if you held eggs from last year to this point, you'd have this much money. And it's so funny the way that people are kind of talking about it in a, in a meme cultural way as if it was an NFT or a stock. Um, but on a serious note, the price of eggs has gone up, I believe, 49 percent since 2022. I hate when the government has said the rate of inflation is 7%. When it comes to food, it really feels like it's 50%. Everything is insanely expensive. I just bought two sticks of butter yesterday, $9. Wow. $9. Yeah, the price of flank steak at Trader Joe's. $23 a pound now. No, not for flank steak. It's $14.99. But do you remember when it was $8.99? I don't. I mean, I'm sure you it was. You ribeye at Trader Joe's was $9.99 yeah. a pound. Yes. Now it's $18 a pound at Trader Joe's, at least next to our Trader Joe's. But Which is why I always make decisions when I'm grocery shopping, you know, trying to bake in some of those more expensive costs and say, okay, normally I would buy this steak once a week. The price has gone up. I'll buy it next week. And instead I'll buy something where the price hasn't gone up so much. Mm-hmm. Chicken hasn't gone up a lot it's definitely gone it up might. ground turkey has gone up a little bit but not too much and then pork same not too much same with salmon at least at trader yeah. joe's feeding you is expensive you love meat and you want a lot of meat i'm yeah. such a cheap date you are cheap i'm rice. really cheap ramen rice chicken thighs no alcohol is the key yeah you are cheap i'm so cheap um, but i do want to give people some statistics about okay. the eggs Last year, you could pretty much get a dozen, a carton of a dozen eggs for two fifty, and a year later, people are paying over seven dollars for the same thing, which is wild. And the reason that there is a shortage of eggs is not necessarily due to inflation, but there was actually a massive bird flu that broke out in early twenty twenty two. Which I, had you did you ever hear I didn't that? Hear about it? I did not hear that at all. So this is news to me as well. And it continued throughout the whole year, and it affected nearly 57 million birds, including millions of egg-laying hens. I, 57 million birds. I, Could you imagine what 57 million no, birds that's what looked like? No, makes me so shocked. Is this only in the U.S. Is getting infected, or is it all across the world? It doesn't say. I would assume it's probably in the U.S., Jesus, it's crazy. Do and we don't import eggs from I, another country. If I we do, it's probably so. Mexico. I, I don't even think we import it. We have such far, like so many farmlands in the U.S. that we can afford to actually. Yeah, we're, I believe we're the number one. Like we have one of the best food supplies in yeah. the world. And I believe we do a lot of importing and exporting from Mexico as well. So yeah. on the border standpoint, we're pretty efficient as a country. You know how last week in our episode I told you that just the Central Valley feeds 25% of the U.S.? The Central Valley is only half of California. California as a whole apparently feeds 33%. Wow. Is that the exact fact? Actually, I think it's more, but I'm going to lower it just in case your dad comes for me. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's 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 uh, he's like the stickler for the facts. Um, And I really appreciate it because it's really forced me to make sure that I don't talk about things unless I know the facts for it. And if I don't, I actually just delete it out of the podcast or yeah, spending the time to look it up and talk about it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I would rather pause and look up statistics and have a conversation about the actual facts that are being presented rather than trying to just recall it from memory if it is something that's so specific. Okay, over a third of the country's vegetables and three quarters of the country's fruits and nuts are grown in California. Wow. So all the agricultural produce, Not we're not talking about like cows, we're not talking about meat, we're not talking about that, just literally plants. Over a third of the country's vegetables and three quarters of the country's fruits and nuts are grown in California. So that's even higher than I said because I didn't want to overstate it. I'm wondering how these storms, which, by the way, we talked about this last episode, Mm -hmm. the storms came back. They were pretty bad. And there's been at least 14 to 15 deaths since, you know, I saw uh, Ellen DeGeneres posted a video of her Her and behind her where she's standing. There is just a river, which is just a flood. And um, there's so many parts of California that are underwater I know our groundwater needs it, but I'm wondering how much of our crops, our winter crops are being affected. Oh, that's what I was actually going to with my point. I wonder how that's going to affect the food supply. Yeah. If it's going to mess with a bunch of crops and exports and stuff like that. You know, I heard that LA has such a terrible system um, of collecting rainwater that most of the water that we actually need in SoCal is just going back into the sea because we have no way of collecting this massive amount of water. Interesting. Yeah, which really sucks because we've we've been we in a drought it. for like three years. And so the rain is <laughs> needed, but we can't even utilize it in an efficient manner. Because of course, we need the rain and it just comes in a such dramatic <laughs> California fashion. Everything I feel is like dramatic. this is what you hear. If you don't live in California, California is in a drought, da, 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 fires, da, da, da. And then all of a sudden you hear rain and you just hear a lot of rain. Yes. Yes. It's so dramatic. Dang. We have another submission for Am I Rotten? Do you want to hear it? Do I have a choice? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love this. Okay. If you guys don't know, you want to explain what Am I Rotten is while I go looking for the submission. So Am I Rotten is a segment that we added to the podcast. This is the third one I believe mm-hmm. we're doing where people submit stories to have us talk about on the podcast if they are rotten or not rotten. It's always just a fun way to engage with people and hear some fun stories. For our submission form, I think I might change it. So it's not just Am I Rotten submissions. You can submit your confessionals, any advice you want, relationship advice, business advice, whatever. Um, Just because I think Am I Rotten is very specific. Yeah, it would be great to get some confessions, some questions, some, you know, advice, Mm -hmm. things that people want to hear us talk about. All right, guys. Am I Rotten for getting over my four-year relationship so quickly after I caught my boyfriend talking to his ex. I recently ended a four-year relationship with my ex, Jake, after catching him messaging his ex on Facebook. (laughs) Not good. While I didn't think they were hooking up, they were definitely flirting, and so I decided to end it. To work through my hurt, I started talking to an old friend that I always had a crush on, and we made plans to meet up at a bar. 
when we met up, the chemistry was unreal, and we ended up hooking up that night. Okay, wow, fast. A week after the hookup, Jake reached back out to profusely apologize and wanted to get back together. I told him about my one-night stand, and he started to cry about how hurt he was and how we can never get back together because I betrayed him. He's now spreading rumors about me, saying I cheated on him in revenge for him talking to his ex. My friends and family are all on his side saying I hooked up with someone else too quickly and it wasn't clear that we were officially done. So am I the rotten egg? Should I have waited longer before hooking up with someone else? I think the key in this response and answer is what was the conversation when she found out about the ex? Well, we, we don't know, but it's the most relevant information to this because if it wasn't clear that they were broken up, Mm -hmm then that is really shitty. And th- I think he's the one that fucked up first. You were flirting with your ex-girlfriend yeah. on Facebook. I think if you're flirting with your ex-girlfriend on Facebook, which is such a random, random place, place, which is clearly maybe a place no one checking or paying attention yeah. to, I think that that is very suspicious. And if you're talking to an ex in a flirtatious way, to me, that's grounds for... I mean, I don't wouldn't up. want I wouldn't want to be with someone who was flirting with their ex and I had to question that. Yeah. I or think, find out about yeah, it. Yeah, that's terrible. And I don't think I don't think she thought she was cheating, which is why she told him. Like it sounds like she at least told him that she hooked up with someone else. So I think really to her they were actually broken up for a full week, which is why she mm-hmm. met up with another guy. Yeah. Because a week after the breakup, Jake reached back out to him. Oh, a week after the hookup. But so I don't know how fast to answer the, the was. question. I wouldn't say she's a rotten egg because she was kind of pushed into this position where all of a sudden you all of your trust goes out the window. Yeah, that's it. It is such a selfish thing to do when you cheat. For example, if you cheat on someone yeah. and you want to stay with them, you're expecting them to do a whole bunch of work that they now they have to do because they have to forgive you. And they have to retrust you. And that is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And that's bullshit. And so that's why I believe she has every right to completely move on even as fast as possible because he betrayed her trust. I just I want to know why the friends and family, though, are all on his side and not her side. Because if my friend did this, I'd be like, yeah, fuck him. Unless well, it sounds like he's like spreading rumors that she cheated on him. And they actually weren't broken up. So I want to know, like, I guess it comes down to was he really flirting? What was the conversation like? And how did they end it as far as this girl and her boyfriend? Did yeah. she find out and say, we're done. We're breaking up. I can't move on. Or was it I need to figure out how I feel. And then she goes off and does this. That would kind of be shitty. And so I could see why friends and family from the outside would be like, you guys have been together for four, four years. years. You weren't going to work on it. I'm putting my brain on as if you were doing it. I think if I flirted with my ex, I would understand why you broke up with me. But I'd be really hurt that you only took a few days to fuck someone else when all I did was maybe just like flirt, which not okay. I'm not saying any of this is okay, but I would feel really, really sad that yeah. it only took you a few days. But on the other end, if you were to talk to your ex, I'd be like, fuck you. You really fucked up. I'm so hurt. I'm going to go fuck someone else to feel better about myself. You know? So I don't know. But that doesn't mean that it's right because you're responding that way. I guess is the devil's advocate. But I agree with yeah. you. I see why she did it. But I also see why people are maybe upset with her for doing that. Yeah. So what is your answer? Rotten egg or not rotten egg? I don't think she's a rotten egg. 
I think she really thought they were broken up and she at least admitted it to him because she could have easily just like hid the fact yeah. that she hooked up with someone else. I think he's the rotten egg. He started it. He really started it. That is it. such a Tiffany Ma thing to say. You started it. He did. He Four started year old. it. I mean, let us know what your guys' thoughts are. Like, do you think he's in the wrong or she in the wrong? Like, I don't know if she's trying to get back together with him. If she always thought she would, she would have known that like what she was doing was really hurting him. But like, she never said... It like, seemed she had zero intention to get back with him. If she fucked someone else. Yeah. yeah. If she was upset, hurt, it was four years. She got over it really quick. Was I'm not going, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. I'm out. What which a is great kind submission. Of, which is kind of what her, that's what it felt like from yeah. what she submitted. What do you think? Rotten eggs, borrowed leg or not even? I would say he's rotten. Same. We're in the she side. has like a, you know, there's something there. I wouldn't call her rotten, but she's ready. She, I would say she's ready. She's ready to be rotten, <laughs> but she didn't do anything that I don't think. She was ready you know. to move on. I think or, everyone can understand why she did it. Yeah. You know, and to yeah. be rotten. I don't know if we can all, you know, understand why yeah. you do something. I just, just I, know for the dude who was messaging his ex on Facebook. You should know that if you're doing that, what you're potentially sacrificing. I think emotionally cheating is way worse, too. Especially with an ex, that really is fucked up. I guess it's tough because it is such a fine line, gray area as far as what's flirting yeah. and how far is it, were, were they, did they remain friends, you know? And then they were kind of having a fun, like flirty conversation. That's where it gets a little difficult, yeah. you know, diving into it, which we don't need to. But I could see where we would probably need, again, more context to figure out what was the relationship between he, him and his ex. If she just found out, mm -hmm. oh, he has never talked to his ex since we've been together. He's never talked about it. Then, yes. But maybe there's more to that. You know, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, maybe in that circumstance, this girl knew that they were mm -hmm. friends. That it had been an ongoing thing in their relationship. Yeah. Well, let's just state here that if I was to flirt with my ex or you to flirt with your ex, it is grounds for not working out. Yeah, 100%. 100%, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just double checking here. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty well, obvious. Well, I wasn't sure with where you were going with the ex-boyfriend in this scenario where you were I was like, just saying I it's, would, it's okay that they were, if they were friends, it's okay. I'm just saying don't we know. don't know yeah. if this is the first time all of a sudden she's come come back into his life. If Let me reread this in my brain so I can double check. She said, I don't think they were hooking up, but they were definitely flirting. And so I decided to end it. So definitely flirting. So it was like probably but she says she doesn't even know if they hooked up so it makes me wonder what she actually knows about what was going on but she said she decided to end it so that is the key right there if she decided to end it she can do whatever she wants yeah. you know people don't have to agree i think it is shitty but hey the best way to get over someone is getting with someone new is that the healthiest way it's the easiest way i don't think it's the healthiest way I don't know. I would say that there's no rules when it comes to breaking up and having a timeline as far as moving on to someone else because everyone has different needs. Yeah, everyone has different needs. Also, I heard that women, um, when they break up, they actually just withdraw for a long time before the breakup actually happens. So it sounds like she, it seems like she was probably done for a while now mm. and just like needed to solidify it by yeah having sex with someone else. Interesting. 
Yeah, well, great submission. I love great this conversation. Uh, let us know down below what you guys think about who is the rotten egg in the situation. And it's okay if you guys have different opinions than we do. Good stuff. Yeah. Good conversation. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Rotten Podcast. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to give us those beautiful five stars and comment down below if you guys are on our YouTube. We'll see you guys in another episode. Later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.